Welcome to this week's podcast from Oceans Church in Orange County. We hope you're encouraged by this week's message. For more information, please visit our website at theoceanschurch.com. And it says in uh, chapter 2, this is the right after the Holy Spirit was poured out, people began to speak in unknown languages, 17 languages, scholars speculate. And uh, there was, remember, there was three groups, amazed people, there was perplexed people, there was mockers. And then Peter gets up and he starts defending it. So in verse 11, it says that, uh, that he gets up and he goes, hey, there's Cretans and Arabs. He goes, everyone heard people speaking in their own languages. Watch what happens when you get filled with the gift. You speak the wonderful works of God. That's what they were speaking in their prayer languages. They were speaking the wonderful works of God. So they were all amazed, perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? Others mocked, saying they're full of Miller light. New wine, sorry. So verse 14, Peter stands up. That's where our text is this morning. Standing up with the eleven, he raised his voice and said to them, men of Judea, all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words that these men are not drunk as you suppose, for it's only 9 a.m. He's like, the bars aren't even open yet. He goes, but this is what the prophet spoke in Joel chapter 2. Watch what he says. Joel in the Old Testament says, and it shall come to pass in the last days that I will pour out my gift, my spirit on all flesh. What's going to happen then? Well, your kids are going to start hearing God and seeing God clearly and declaring him. Your young men are going to see visions. Your old men are going to dream dreams. So if you want to know if you're old or you're young, it determines if you're having visions or dreams. Just want to make that clear. On my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall hear my voice, see what I'm doing, and declare it. I will show wonders in wonders. Say it with me. What happens when the Holy Spirit shows up? I will show wonders in heaven above, and, and, I will, and there'll be signs in the earth beneath. Blood and fire, vapor and smoke, the sun shall be turned into darkness, the moon into blood, before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass... It'll come to pass that whoever, watch what happens after wonders happen, that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, I love the NLT translation. It says, God proved that he was real by miracles, by wonders, by signs, which you knew him being delivered and determined purpose before the foreknowledge of God to be taken by lawless deeds been crucified, put to death, but God raised him up, having loosed him from the pains of death because it was not possible that he should be held by it. And that's where we're going to stop right there. I believe that after the Holy Spirit was poured out, there was this like message that Peter communicated that led to 3,000 people in one day putting their faith in Jesus. And so let's pray this morning. I believe, again, this is not just a series. This is the name of the season for Oceans Church and for all of you guys. It's going to be a season of wonders. Come on, if you believe it, one more time, say amen. Awesome. God, I just thank you so much uh, for a building. Thank you so much for what you've done in 45 weeks. So grateful, Lord, that, you know, again, a year ago, we didn't know hardly anybody in this room. And God, what you've done, how you've put the people and the body as it's pleased you, God, how you've given us momentum. God, I can't believe it. We've been keeping track every weekend. 355 people have either rededicated their life or put their faith in you for the first time in this church. I think this is only the beginning of the wonders that you have in store. So, Lord, today, I pray you'd speak to us. I pray you'd lead us, guide us, love us, show us who you are. In Jesus' name, if you believe it, come on, say amen. Come on, say amen. Can we have a good time this morning? Is that all right? I feel like it's a good news Sunday. 
Good News Sunday. I think one of the best news I got when I was a kid, you ever lived in ignorance to something for a while and you were okay living in ignorance because you didn't know that something else better existed? I've been in seasons of my life that I lived in ignorance and I was pretty happy living in ignorance because I didn't know that there was a better way or a better side. I'll never forget the day, probably one of the greatest revelations of my early life. I was in ninth grade and I was in Red Robin. And uh, come on, who likes the dirty bird? Come on. I was in Red Robin, and I'll never forget, uh, one of my friends, I've been to Red Robin for many years, I've gone there several times, and honest, this is honest before the Lord, I had no idea, but I was there with my friends from high school, and we were there, and I'll never forget one of the guys at the table, they brought some food out, and one of the guys goes, "Um, I'll take some more fries, I'm like, okay, cool, he's getting more fries, and then uh, he ate those fries up, and the guy came back, and uh, after he ate them, he says, I need some more fries. And then he, he went through not two or three orders of fries. This guy I went to school with, he played football. He ate probably six or seven baskets of fries. I thought he must be rich. I had no idea at this point in my life. I was living in ignorance of the fact that they had this policy at Red Robin. If you don't know this, I'm going to bless you with some truth today. That they have a policy of bottomless french fries. Bottomless. I had no idea that this existed. This was a fairy tale in my dreams. That you can get all the food, all the, all the fries. Come on. If there's ever a better fruit, I, your mom has never made something as good as french fries. Come on. Some of the best food on the planet, and they are bottomless at Red Robin. And I had no idea. I lived in ignorance for five or six years. And that particular day, my friend goes, Mark, did you not know? I said, bro, are you rich? He goes, no, they're free. They're bottomless, and they're free. And I thought to myself, there was a God in heaven. I'm so excited. I remember getting, like, shouting on the inside. I started, I was like, bring on some fries for me too. And I was, ever since then, I've been overeating French fries. I want to talk to you today about bottomless wonders. Bottomless wonders. When I was a kid, two things made me, one made me excited, one freaked me out, frightened me. What made me excited was bottomless French fries from Red Robin. Also bottomless breadsticks and salad from the Olive Garden. Can I get an amen from somebody? I used to love the Olive Garden. That was back before people knew what carbs were. And you ate blissful, blissful ignorance. You ate to your heart's desire. And I remember eating breadsticks on tap, salad, just nonstop, just kept coming. We grazed like horses and cattle. And I'll never forget, man, just it was bottomless. It just made me happy. But then I was a kid, and I was thinking about this idea, because God said, Mark, I want you to talk about bottomless wonders. And I started thinking about bottomless, and I thought about food, because that's where my mind usually goes first, because I'm a Christian. And then secondarily, I was, thinking about, uh, I was thinking about the second thing that came into my mind was bottomless lakes. I remember friends telling me, you know, there was lakes in, you know, where I lived in California. They said, oh, this lake doesn't have a bottom. I'm like, that's freaky. <laughs> like, you don't want to go in that lake. You remember, remember those stories? You're like out in the farm, you know, some random countryside, and some old farmer points and goes, don't go in that water over there. There's no bottom to it. I'm like, that is the scariest thought I can think of. <laughs> that frightens me. There's some sort of undercurrent that could suck you into the abyss. And I was thinking about how certain things that are bottomless can frighten you, and other things that are bottomless can make you so excited and thrill you. And I was thinking about the early church. After they received the gift of the Holy Spirit, it really was amazing. There was a sense of wonder over the early Christians. There was a wonder in the early church, I think, that many times today we've lost. It's wild that in the early church, they realized that God was so good that it actually frightened them. They had such a fear of God because he was so unequivocally good. 
And he had this just amazing quality and characteristics and traits that he was so good, it was frightening, and he was so good that he was awesomely wonderful. And today, I was thinking about, you know, this series, and I was just asking God what he wanted me to share with you. And I was just walking through this, and I just felt like God wants to do bottomless wonders in this season. I don't have much time because of the announcements we made today, but there's really five areas of bottomless wonder, I believe, that we read in Joel that's a byproduct of receiving the presence of God. The first thing that we, we see is that the first bottomless wonder, the first bottomless wonder I believe that God wants to do in Joseph's life, in Dunya's life, and I go around the room, is I believe that God wants to do the bottomless wonder call, called filling you with his Holy Spirit. I believe the first great wonder of, of the Christian walk is that you can have as much of God's spirit as you desire. And some people aren't very hungry for it, and so they don't get very much of him. But I do believe that your appetite determines your portion. And I want to be a church that's hungry for God. It's funny that when you get naturally sick, you get cancer, a disease. My brother, when he got sick with cancer, I'll never forget the doctor said, one of the first things you know when you're sick is you lose your appetite. And I believe that many people today have no idea that they're spiritually not well because they have no appetite for God. When you have an appetite for God, it's actually an indicator that there's something healthy on the inside of you. You're here today. You're, you, look, you don't go to first service unless you have an appetite for God or you're married to someone that does. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I'm I telling you, I'm at church this morning because I, I have this desire to be filled with the wonder of God's indwelling presence. You know God wants to fill you with wonder? The wonder that comes from his presence? I was thinking about this, that wonders are what God does, but wonderful is who God is. And we get in trouble in the church sometimes because we chase the wonders of God more than the wonderful God. And here's a really simple thought, but what's in God's heart is more valuable than what's in God's hand. And many people, they decide, they go to conferences and they drive across the country and they go to tents and they go to these revival meetings because people are getting gold fillings and there's dust and there's angels and there's clouds and there's fog and smog and pollution and people are crying because they put pepper spray in the fog machine. Come on. And they chase signs and wonders, and I'm not against wonders at all. I'm not even against God doing wonders. But I want you to know that wonders are what he does. But wonderful is who he is. And I want you to write this down, because this is my thesis this morning, that I believe that when you experience a wonder, it actually it leads you to want to worship. Wonders lead to worship. And the reason why God does wonders is not so you'd be like, oh my gosh, God did a wonder. That's so cool. The end. That's why it's called signs and wonders. Like, for instance, that sign over there, the exit sign, is not the destination. Signs are never the, 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 the desired ending place. Signs, the reason why the Bible calls the happenings of God, the power of God, signs and wonders, is because signs are not supposed to be the end result. Signs are just supposed to point you to what is next. So when God heals you, it's a sign. It's a sign. It's an evidence. Man, God healed my marriage. He healed my, I was, I was addicted. I was broken. I was shattered. I was, I was lost, discouraged. I was without hope in the world. And God with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. He did something significant, powerful inside of me. I told you the story a couple weeks ago in Louisiana that there was a girl that I prayed for that literally, I said, God's not only going to heal the spirit of suicide, depression, death, and, and discouragement, he's going to heal the memory of it. And this girl that tried to take her life, that had scars from her shoulder to her wrist, looked down and all the scars were gone. That was a sign. That was a wonder. You're like, that's impossible, Mark. Well, it might be impossible to you because you don't think that God can do it. 
But I've learned that God will always rise to your level of expectations. Many people don't get anything from God because they have no expectation from God. There was a guy that was born lame, never walked. Doctor said, you'll never walk again. You were born this way. But there was two guys walking to a prayer meeting in Acts chapter 3, Peter and John. Peter had an anger issue. John loved everybody and hugged everybody, which is a message by itself. If you have an anger problem, make friends with someone that loves everybody. They're walking to a prayer meeting. Paul says, look, look at me. And it says this, that the lame man that was born lame that should have never walked looked at him expecting something. Now, you might not have enough faith for your full healing, but I do believe that God looks for some sort of expectation inside of you that says, is there more? And I believe this morning, if you'll say, there is there more, that God will start filling you with this bottomless wonder that he can fill you with his spirit. Signs, again, are not the end point. They just show you where the end point is. When God does a miracle in your life, you know what it does? Is it reaffirms your faith that heaven is real. It reaffirms the fact that God is loving. It reaffirms the fact that God is who he says he claims to be. So the first bottomless wonder, the bank can come up here, I'm almost finished, is the fact that we serve a God that wants to fill you completely with as much of his spirit as you desire. Billy Graham had more favor than I did. No, he didn't. I can go down the list of great men, great women of God. God just liked Paul. He liked Peter more than he liked me. Can you get over this, this wild thought? Do you know that God does not enjoy or love Paul, the apostle, any more than he loves Joseph, any more than he loves Ron, any more than he loves Dylan? This is a wild notion that these guys knew God at a high level because they had a high appetite to be filled with his bottomless portions. So the first thing I want to say over our church is it's going to be a season of wonders that people that have never been filled with his presence are going to get filled. Second thing I believe that it's going to be a wonder to our church that's bottomless is it says that your young, your young people, your kids, not only are you going to experience this, but your kids are going to hear God, they're going to see God, and they're going to declare God's voice. I'm so thrilled that we move into this facility. We're going to be able to start our youth ministry in this. We're going to have high school and junior high kids that come from all over Orange County to be part of the most happening youth ministry in the city. We're not going to babysit kids. We're going to train kids in the ways of God. We're going to watch God do signs and wonders through high schoolers, junior high students. They say once a youth pastor, always a youth pastor. I'm going to prove that true. We're going to have an amazing youth ministry. And I'm going to tell you that our kids in this church, you mark my words, there's some churches that you know kids grow up in, they're bored to death. That will not be the story of Ocean's Church. Your kids will grow up in an environment that they love Jesus more than you did before you did. Your grandkids, if you're older, will love Jesus more than you did before you did. I believe with all my heart, we are praying a prayer that our church will be full of young people with a bottomless wonder for who God is. Our old men are going to dream dreams. Our young men are going to see visions. This is going to be a bottomless vision, or excuse me, a bottomless season of wonders that if you're young, I'm telling you, you, you mark my words, we're going to have atmospheres like we were in this morning that we start singing. I love it when people that are new to church that maybe aren't even Christians. One guy, uh, I just started hanging out with him, and, and uh, he invited one of his buddies to church. He's, he's totally new to faith and, and to Jesus. And he told his buddy that came for the first time, he goes, bro, you're going to love it when they start singing. It's an amazing environment. You just feel like these positive, good vibes. And I love it when people that don't know who G- the presence of God they don't know the language of the Christian world. When they just say, I don't know why, but when they start singing, there's something that starts happening inside of me. I start thinking clearer. I start believing clearer. 
I start having more faith. I start having more belief. And I don't know why, my circumstances don't change, but my attitude in life does. That is the power when God shows up in these atmospheres. When you're young, he starts giving you visions. And you mark my words, some of you have never had a vision for your future. And if you're young in here, I believe that we serve a God that promises bottomless wonders of vision. He's going to give you a vision for your future. And if you're old, you're like, Mark, I'm getting ready to retire. I'm already retired. What next? God wants to give you dreams in the latter days of your life. How do you know if it's God's dream? Good question. Let me write this down. God's dreams always involve people because people matter to God. So if your dream is only about making your life better and not other people's life better, it's probably not God's dream. God's going to give you dreams to help other people. God's going to give you dreams to fill gaps that are currently in the world that you're living in. God's got bottomless wonders for old men to dream dreams, for young men to see visions. And guess what? He promises there's going to be wonders in the heavens and signs in the earth. I believe that when the Holy Spirit shows up, you mark my words, why were miracles happening the last few weeks? Because when God shows up with his spirit, with his presence, you mark my words that God can't show up to a room that has expectations and not do wonders. There's going to be a season that cancers are healed in this church. It's going to be a season that, man, that people that are clinically depressed get clinically healed. Proven. I believe there's going to be a season that you mark my words, unusual miracles, unusual happenings. God told me, he said, these are the, 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 the five, or four Ps he told me that he wants to do wonders in. He said, I'm going to do wonders with property, i.e. our church building. But not only for us as a whole, I believe that God is going to bless some of you in this room. I believe that the heart of God told me there's going to be a season that God's going to give you guys properties, lands, houses. God brought you to Orange County. He's going to give you the ability to afford to live here. Come on, if you believe it, would you say amen? So many people live way beyond the, the, the water table of God's desires. God did not go to the cross so you could struggle your whole life. God went to the cross to show you that he can give you wisdom, creativity, and knowledge. Be the best employee that works for that company. You'll always be worth more money than they pay you. And God's going to give you wisdom beyond your years, beyond your experience, beyond your education. Bible I read says that Joseph was highly favored. Bible I read says that Daniel was highly favored. I don't care if everybody else has more education or experience than you have. You're highly favored. Three things I pray for every day is I pray for favor, I pray for wisdom, and I pray for God's anointing. And I want to encourage you today that God's favor will take you places that you can never take yourself. And God's wisdom will give you an ability to stay in those places that you don't deserve to be in. And God's anointing will set you apart from everybody that's currently there. We are a church, mark my words, that will be bottomless wonders and signs that God will prove that he is with you, for you, with us, for us. If you believe it, come on, say amen. Sorry, I'm fired up this morning. I'm not teaching this this morning. I'm declaring that who, this is who we are. This is who you are. We are a church of bottomless wonders. We're going to see wonders in properties. We're going to see wonders in people. There's going to be a church that non-reachable people are reached in. It's going to be a church that people that are unfixable get fixed in. It's going to be a church that dysfunctional people become functional in. Are you following me? I believe that God told me this will be a season of wonders. People that have been trying to get sober their whole life get sober in this church. People that have been trying to get clean their whole life get clean in this church. People that have been trying to believe in God for healings and miracles get healed in this church. This will be a bottomless wonders type of community with people. You mark my words. Unreachable reach, the broken healed, marriages, kids, grandkids. God will show that he is a wonder working God. 
And not only with people, God will do it physically. There will be physical miracles that happen in this church that are unexplainable other than it must be God. I believe that doctors will prove what God is doing in this church. I'll say it again. Doctors will verify what God is doing in this church. This is not blind faith. Well, we just, have, we just believe God for more. We don't get this because we're good. We get this because God's good. How do miracles happen? The same way salvation happens, by grace, through faith. We're not better than any of the churches. And certainly I believe the other churches are going to experience this in Orange County too. We're not the only great church here, but I believe that we'll be one of the great churches. That physical healings and miracles will manifest. Why? Because signs tell you the destination. We don't worship the sign. We worship the God that performs the signs. Wonders are what he does. Wonderful is who he is. The fourth, the third, third P is physical. The second P is people. The first P is uh, property. The fourth P is financial. That was a test. I was trying to go with P's, but they didn't quite work out. Sounds like a P. I believe that God is going to do financial miracles. I said it before. This is wild. I'm, I, I'm telling you, I'm not selling anything to you that I don't smoke myself. That's a joke. But I'm, I believe, even my wife and I, we got an unusual thing. I was on a mission trip in Peru. God dropped this idea and this opportunity in my lap. And literally this week, we, we weren't looking for it. We weren't expecting it. And God dropped this business in our lap. And I'm not going to go into details on it. But literally, it's an established company. And we're able to, to actually buy the ownership rights to it today. It's a franchise. And literally, right place, right time, favor of God. And God said, Mark, this is not, I don't usually share our business stuff on the side, but I wanted to share it to, to inspire faith in all of you, that I do believe that we serve a God that can give you opportunities. Does anybody believe that? I don't know if you believe that God could put you in the right place at the right time. But I want you to know, you're like, well, Mark, I don't need any financial blessings. Well, that, maybe you don't. But why don't you go to Peru? Why don't you go to Haiti? Why don't you go to Africa? And I'm glad you're happy with your life, but there's a lot of people that are counting on you living in America to be blessed enough to actually send resources to places that don't have them. We will be a church. We're in Orange County for a reason. It's not by chance that Oceans is in Orange County. God's going to give us resources that supersede our needs. I believe, look, look I raised, we used to raise $20,000 to do an outreach event in Boise, Idaho. We rented the most famous theater in our city called the Egyptian Theater. We do an event that 1,500 young people would show up to, that 400 young people, every time we did it, would get saved. The, the unreachable people would come in, that the star football players, wrestlers, would come in, give their lives to Jesus. Guess what? We funded it through a youth ministry of a bunch of 20-year-olds that had no money in macaroni and cheese. We would raise $20,000 every quarter from a bunch of broke high school and college students. So when you say, Mark, you're in Orange County, like you're, you're believing God for $60,000 for your first building, number one, that's really cheap to get into a building. But number two, I believe if God could give us $20,000 with a bunch of broke college students, God will make a way here in Orange County for us to raise money for this facility. There will be financial, I believe, blessings and miracles. And you mark my words, we're going to see the wonder-working God. He said to Peter, he goes, Peter, go fishing. And when the first, cat, first fish you catch, open up its mouth. There's going to be gold in the mouth of that fish. I'm not suggesting that we all go to Dana Point with our fishing poles. But what I am saying is I do believe we serve a God that can show you where the gold is. And I believe that God is going to favor this community.
We're not gonna struggle ever financially. We have not struggled as a church financially yet. And I want you to know that we will, ne- we will never be a church that lacks resources because we will never lack vision. Most churches lack resources when they stop lacking vision. And we have greater vision right now than we have resources, but that will not always be our story. God is a God, and this is again what God told me. He said, Mark, declare over the church property, people, physical miracles, and financial wonders. I love the great, probably one of the wisest, you know, guys in the Old Testament, Job, in Job 9.10. Watch what he says. God does great things past finding out. Yes, his wonders are without number. His wonders are without number. I did a study on wonders. appears 77 times in the Bible. 58 times, excuse me. Signs are 77 times. And I love this idea. You know, it says in John, in John, uh, it's the last chapter of John, that the very last verse in the book of John, he, he, he thinks it's worth writing down. He goes, hey, I want you to know that if every wonder, every miracle that Jesus did was written down, I suppose that there's not enough books on the earth, enough paper, pen, and ink to document the bottomless wonders of the God that we serve. I want you to know that we serve a God of wonders, and because we do, wonders will be the portion of this community. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Have a great week.